0: is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today.
1: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin. You're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I am joined by only one of my co-hosts coming from the lovely sunny city of Miami. It is Gwen Flamberg.
0: Oh, hey guys. You know, somebody's gotta look at the palm trees. It may as well be me.
1: It should be you, Gwen. Well, we have a lot of celebrity news that has happened this week. We have wrongful deaths, engagements, Feuds, even more royal feuds that I cannot wait to talk about and much, much more. But of course, let's start every episode with Gwen Flamberg. What story made you go woe well this week? What celebrity gossip story just stopped you in your five inch heel tracks, your wedges when in Miami, and just made you go <laughs> aghast?
0: Exactly right. I was going to say, well, I did go woe well in my flats because I was on the beach watching this. It was a birthday celebration for chanel number five which you know is a celebrity cult favorite fragrance fronted by marilyn monroe nicole kidman giselle Buncheon, kieran knightley and now marion cotillard and of course our favorite kristen stewart who is the face of gabrielle fragrance so to celebrate the 100th birthday of chanel this is why i'm in miami they did this drone show that literally like lit up the Miami sky with like all sorts of like there was the Chanel logo and of course the double C logo, but also the camellia flower, which is very significant in Chanel designs. And I mean, a 600 foot tall perfume bottle I went well and also, you know, celebs like Dylan Penn, Alana Haim, I think they were going well right along with me because they were there. So that's what made me go, "Whoa." It's sort of personal, but it it also was, you know, the celeb story that I've been following this week while I've been here in Miami with Chanel
1: it is so wild what they can do with drones when i was at coachella they did that and at joe biden's inauguration they used drones they are really getting it together with those little flyby lights to create something amazing Sophisticado. Muy sophisticated what
0: made you go whoa and guys if you want to see all of the images from that light show Go to usmagazine.com stylish because of course we had the exclusive and broke the news
1: smash that slash stylish well what made me go whoa this week um i just i'm shocked on so many levels glenn Lindsay lohan um is
0: engaged i can't believe it that was going to be my whoa but you know i thought we were going to talk about it in depth the ring is only worth hundred and fifty thousand. Which you know, you know that's a lot, a lot of money for me to get engaged but you know for these celebrities like I believe Paris Hilton's ring was like worth a million dollars. I and mean, you know remember when Paris and Lindsay were inseparable?
1: Yes, and then bitter rivals and she called her fire crotch, and you know <laughs> they've had they've had a very tumultuous relationship. Well, Lindsay Lohan is engaged. I could not it had to be my woe. His name is um, Badar Shamas. She got a traditional oval style ring which you alluded to and she posted on Instagram and said my love, my life, my family, my future. Now, she has been living in Dubai for a long time now, several, several years, maybe eight or nine years. Um, and she has fallen in love. Now, little is known about this guy. I have tried to find so much about him online. I've had so many people ask me about him. Um, he is he does live in Dubai, so that's where they met. His LinkedIn page says he is the assistant vice president of an international international. international wealth management at Credit Suisse. Um, Before joining that Swiss bank, he worked with some of the world's richest people. He worked for BNP (laughs) Paribas, one of the largest French banks um, in Kuwait and Bahrain. And then he moved to Dubai and has kept a low profile. Um, Lindsay Lohan um, is, of course, slated to be in a holiday romantic comedy released by Netflix, Port oh. Overstreet from Glee is going to be in there with her, she is ha- launching a new podcast to share intimate conversations, so while we do know little about this guy, it seems like you know he's doing really good for her because she has some things to show for it when what are your (laughs) thoughts on this ginger engagement
0: i was really happy about it because i along with the rest of the world saw her post about it and she looked really happy but more than that she looked like normal she didn't look kind of over the top crazy um trying too hard like all those things that she became sort of infamous for during um kinds of like her fall from hollywood grace. So she seems listen if this guy can center her this is the year, right? This is the year. This is the year, of year. Of celebs getting centered and I like it.
1: He's in finance, um he's a finance bro, maybe not even a bro but in finance. So uh, you know, not in Hollywood, not in media, not in entertainment. I don't know. He he looks like he likes her. But again, there is so little we know about right. this guy and we are doing our best to dig into it. But, you know, he's a finance guy. Credit Suisse used to work for a French bank, lives in Dubai. That's about all we got right now. Listen, so, we know, you know,
0: when she moved to the Middle East, you know, we knew that she was looking to kind of jump out of Hollywood. And it seems like she succeeded.
1: She did, but back in Netflix, I'm just so glad she's acting again. Wow. People, people were saying that this is the year that the Holy Trinity was healed. Paris Hilton married, you know, Lindsay Lohan engaged, and Britney Spears free, you know, soon to be engaged, married babies, the Holy Trinity has healed themselves, and so shalleth we, said I think the prophecy written in a, you know, an Us Weekly in 2006. let us move on to the royal news of this week Gwen. i am shocked by this obviously shooketh 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 shooketh. well let's start with you know the pink elephant in the room oh what 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 complexion pink will it be gwen just horrified so there is a new book called brothers and wives by christopher anderson that alleges that charles unwittingly triggered a rift with harry and megan who is of course biracial after has asking his wife camilla what do you think their children's complexion might be now a spokesperson for charles called this account fiction harry and megan have not commented on it but a highly placed Palosaurus told us, you know, I think people on both sides of the Atlantic and the family are united in agreeing they don't want to give this book any more oxygen because it was obviously a horrible time for all of them. But, you know, the cat is out of the bag and it seems like a lot of really well-placed sources are saying that Prince Charles, which we sort of thought might be the case, was the one who asked what Archie's skin complexion would be before he was born.
0: This is not exactly like a bomb being dropped because that bomb was already dropped during that CBS tell-all. And I think at that time... You know, even Harry and Megan were very vocal that it wasn't Queen Elizabeth and it wasn't <laughs> Prince Philip. So, you know, I, I think everybody assumed that it was Charles. And of course, you can imagine Charles saying this to Camilla. And whether or not um he had any ill intentions, which I'm not sure that he did, it's sort of a, a question that one would ask. And certainly if you were Charles, you would ask this, not yeah. surprising. Yeah. Um, but still. <laughs> You know, to bring up race is just in bad form and it is against well mannered behavior and a royal should be mannered above all else. So and and also just. You know, a good dad. How about that? How about just being happy for your son and kind of, you know, not really making race a part of the conversation when it pertains to your grandchild?
1: Exactly, exactly. Like, who cares what skin complexion this guy is at all? It just does not need to be brought up. And the fact that it clearly, you know, if he did say it, that it got back to Harry and Meghan, it must have upset them, like shook them to the core. But we have some new information, Gwen, about these two, Charles and Harry. As we know, Prince Charles has not seen Harry in almost eight months, but they are back on speaking terms again, sources tell us. The pair saw each other in person at Prince Philip's funeral in April, and Charles, who has spent the last several days in Barbados as it becomes its own republic, has yet to meet his granddaughter, Lilibet, who was born (laughs) in Lilibet. Who was born in July. We um, heard from sources that Charles was hugely hurt when Harry and Meghan dumped it on the family that they were giving up their roles and moving abroad, an insider told us, referring to Meghan and Harry's decision to, quote, quit the family. And the insider admitted, I don't think it's all roses. It's not like they're sitting down to a heart to heart on the phone once a week, but they are speaking now this new book can't help things um Harry was of course as you mentioned brutally honest about his thoughts about his father during their interview with Oprah back in March he claimed that his brother William and his dad were trapped because of their roles and said Charles had left him financially bereft financial accounts released this summer showed that Harry um, continued or that Charles continued to support Harry and Meghan after they stepped down as senior members of the royal family spending 6.3 million dollars on on his sons over the past year. But in May, Harry alleged that Charles expected him to, quote, suffer, and he had that he, adding that he was handed down a cycle of genetic pain and suffering. Harry says, just because you suffered, it doesn't mean your kids have to suffer. That doesn't make sense, he said on his Apple Plus docuseries, The Me You Can't See. Now, we heard that they will both be traveling for the jubilee celebration uh, later this year. Um, They won't be there for Christmas, sources are telling us. Um, But, you know, I guess we'll see what happens between the two of them. Um, Yeah, the Platinum Jubilee will be in June, of course, around the Queen's birthday, 95 years old. So they're expected to see it there. Um, Harry and Meghan and their children are expected expected to be back for the celebration. And of course, the that Harry loves his grandmother very, very much.
0: I wish that they would go for Christmas. You know, the Queen's Christmas brunch is always a very big deal. I'm not quite sure it will, you know, go off as it did before the pandemic, because the pandemic is still going on. And Omicron is quite serious, especially in the UK. But, you know, let's just say she's not getting any younger. and. I would hope that they will spend ample time together, right? Maybe the death of Prince Philip kind of sparked a little bit of a reconciliation between Harry and his father. Maybe, we shall see. You know, I think that Harry and Meghan wanted to say their piece and they did. And now perhaps they are rebuilding the relationships.
1: I sure hope so. I sort of get that Meghan Markle doesn't want to go back after all the props she <laughs> released and all this stuff about her as your child's skin complexion getting low, and she's like, you know, I married into this family, but I haven't known this G Ma for a long time. She's uh-huh. like, you know, all, all she knows that she's a controversial figure in the UK, and I feel like her presence you know she knows that her presence would just bring a lot of stress to everybody in the royal family so as much as i think you know be the bigger person and go i also think she knows it's not going to be good for anybody so i sort of hope that harry just brings the kids for christmas maybe and goes by himself introduce the kids then megan comes back for the jubilee which i think is a better place you know a celebration for there to be a little less controversy as so many royal members will be there and of course mm-hmm. all eyes will be on megan but a little be a little bit more diffused than let's say at this christmas brunch
0: exactly
1: oh but rough and you know Nothing, we all man. just still hate charles so you know that's just really something we can all bond over i think that he yeah. seems pretty unlikable Well, let us move on, Gwen, to our favorite uh, emo couple in the whole world. Yes, that is MGK and Megan Fox. And ironic that their song was called, his song that she was in the music video was called Bloody Valentine, because Machine Gun Kelly recently recalled a moment that he accidentally stabbed himself while trying to impress Megan Megan Fox. So he was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and he says, this was also right when I started to date Megan, he prefaced the story. Um, he was wearing uh, a t-shirt with Megan Fox's face on it, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> it was just a bad night. He continued the preface. He explained that his pal, Travis Barker, had gifted him a knife engraved with the title of their twenty twenty album Tickets to my downfall. <laughs> now, MGK, who, if you need a reminder, his real name is Colson Baker, said he threw the knife up towards the ceiling in front of Megan Fox. And when he tried to catch it, it went through his hand and then showed Jimmy Fallon a scar he had from the inc- incident. He says, this was from the where the knife stuck in it. Because, you know, I throw it up and you're supposed to catch it, question mark. I looked at Megan Fox and I was like, check this out. And then I was like, Uh, And things apparently got even more embarrassing for MGK when he had to face the music. The next morning, as soon as she left, I was like, yo, I need stitches real quick. He remembered Um, Megan Fox and Kelly um, have been open about their love together and it seemed to work out. But um, Gwen, have you ever heard of the trick of throwing a knife towards the (laughs) ceiling and then catching it when it goes down? Am, Am I just out of the loop?
0: I have never had a new date who wanted to impress me so that they threw a knife into the air and tried to catch it. But, you know, something tells me that old MGK isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. You see what I did there? Do you see what I did, Travis? Um, I will tell you, though, speaking of MGK and his hand. (laughs) <laughs> MDK is coming out with a nail polish line. Did you know this, Trav? No. Lover of nail polish and manicures <laughs> that you are? Yeah, guys, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and read all about it.
1: I loved his chain decals. I hope he gets some 3D printed stuff instead of just polished colors, but I know that's a big pipe dream.
0: Did see to... Harry Styles nail polish?
1: Yes, it's I did. It was very polished, cute. It's,
0: it's out now. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. It wears really nicely too.
1: Good. It looks very olive and June colored. I thought the colors <laughs> remind me very much of their pastel colors. When, you are in Basel where Virgil um, Abloh, uh, legendary designer, creator of the brand Off-White and creative director for Louis Vuitton for the past maybe four or five years, um, has sadly passed away with battling cancer privately, not telling anyone he was 41 years old. And you know, tell us what the vibe is in Miami with all of his celebrity friends there. They threw this big tribute for him. I mean, was really what a beautiful.
0: legend. They did a drone show as well, Sp- spelling out, you know, Louis Vuitton and also, of course, Virgil, Virgil was, here. was here, which I thought was really beautiful and really amazing, especially being in the sky. I just, you know, I've always really admired and respected Virgil because his designs have taken a designer that was like not really for the masses and he democratized fashion. Virgil Abloh mm-hmm. really will go down as one of the masterminds of you know, street style and Mm -hmm. democratizing fashion. And I I just think that it is so incredible that he suffered in silence for so long. But yet I understand when people choose to do that. It's like, you know, nobody will will think any differently. Everybody will just remember the Virgil that we all knew and loved and all of the contributions that he brought to fashion and really to the world um, will always be remembered and revered. Yeah,
1: and he really, like, you know, saves Louis Vuitton clothes. Well, Louis Vuitton yeah, was made do-
0: Louis Vuitton for a new generation.
1: You know, Absolutely. he bridged that
0: gap, which it's very, very difficult to do. And he managed to do that.
1: He did. It didn't. It seems so natural that we took them to street style. He was the man behind that amazing, amazing, like light up Louis Vuitton bag that can be controlled by your cell phone, <laughs> which is so cool. And such like a Louis like gimmick that nobody had done before and celebs like kim kardashian kanye west bella hadid gigi hadid anyone famous you've ever known Haley bieber of course bieber, he designed her bieber wedding, bieber dress. wedding
0: dress yeah
1: he sure did for off-white which just became like a legendary thing all in itself and he his power still radiated um after his death because he brought kim and kanye back together <laughs> when they are having a uh, very let's say unique time right now gwen uh so they both attended the Louis Vuitton show where Virgil in Miami Art Basel where Virgil was honored, but they have been having some really strange back and forth. So Kanye West was at a charity gala screaming to get Kim back when it had really nothing to do with the charity gala he posted a photo of them kissing saying I want my wife back and meanwhile. Kim Kardashian is just trying to live her best life, trying to get that new with Pete (laughs) Davidson, just trying to get that new new jump on somebody else and Kanye is saying he wants her back wants to create his family together. I mean, I, I get that they're a public couple so a public declaration of love makes a little bit of sense, but I mean, Gwen, what do you think about Kanye, you know, trying to get his soon to be ex wife back in this very odd format.
0: You know, I I just don't know what to think with those two. Like, I, I just never know what's real and what's not real. You know, what's right. not real. And I do understand when somebody passes away, I think that it kind of underscores mortality and mm. things that are important to you. And if anything can create change, it's losing a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I mean, maybe there is hope for these two, but... Kim Kardashian seems pretty into old Pete D, you know?
1: she sure does and these decorations of love happened before even virgil passed that that gala that he spoke at first was pre virgil they've gotten worse since this i'm but i can't imagine what they were like at the louis vuitton show in miami when they were you know sitting next to each other north was there so they were co-parenting i mean a strange ako taco tuesday situation <laughs> for miss kim kardashian west yeah <gasps> when you're trying to co-parent with you know, the father of your children and your ex-husband and he's posting things like, I want you back when you moved on. I just can't even understand that level of uncomfortableness.
0: Well, yeah. And it's like putting it out there for the fans. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like these relationships should be worked on privately. <laughs> but, you know, of course we know with those two, that's not going to happen.
1: Well, that is very true. And when there is another couple that is uh, on again maybe or maybe on again for being off again very high profile I'm talking about Bradley Cooper and Irina Shank uh, Bradley Cooper was talking to Entertainment tonight at the release of his new psychological thriller movie and he talked about Irina and their co-parenting he said it's very special Irina Shank was with him on, at the film's release they both attended the event but did not pose together for photos on the red carpet um, a source told us that you know, she spent Thanksgiving with him. They didn't spend the night, but they spent Thanksgiving with them and their four-year-old daughter, Leah. Um, and they went to see the Nutcracker together with Anne Hathaway and her husband. And, oh, you know, we've seen them walking arm in arm in the street. It's, it's, it seems like they're getting back together. Otherwise, they are the nicest, friendliest co-parenting people ever, taking each other's arm, attending movie premieres together. Possible, but I feel like they're back together.
0: With those two, I think that they have a real unique relationship. I think that they are really committed to co-parenting and they've done an incredible job with that. It seems to me like when they're in the same city, they spend a lot of time together, but I just, I, I think that they're partners. I think mm. they're partners in life. I just, I don't think that it's romantic, but I'm just judging that based on the two of them and all of their past relationships. All right, so fair, who enough. Knows? Who knows? fair enough. Who yeah, knows? But also she was last tied to Kanye. and mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, they want to be seen by the paps. I don't I, I don't know with those two. It's really interesting. I'd love to see them back together, but I don't think that that's the case.
1: I would maybe Kanye, you know, ignited his jealous fury on Bradley Cooper and has driven them back together. We can only hope. Possible. Let's move on to. Did you see the Alec Baldwin interview that happened this week? My oh actually my God. Watching
0: clips of it this morning. My heart goes out to Alec Baldwin because I think that this situation is not just obviously something that could be damaging to his career, but it's, you know, it seems like he has taken it really to heart very emotionally. However, I feel like in the interview, he was a bit defensive. And a bit, um, it it comes off that he, um, there, that he's, that there's denial there. And I don't know, I just, I, I would like, I I would like him to express a little bit more remorse, even though of course it was not his fault. There may have been sabotage on set. That's what it seemed like to me from Mm -hmm. the very beginning. But at the end of the day, this incident happens and he was a part of it um so you know to say i don't feel guilty is i don't know guilt is a human emotion when something happens whether or not you meant for it to happen but there's a negative outcome i think everyone experiences guilt so i think he there was a little bit of denial in that interview but i hope that it all works out for alec i hope that he acts again i'm not sure that he will
1: Oh, my God. I, I agree that you're right. He seemed. But that's like sort of our Alec, right? He is angry and defensive. Yeah, yeah, that's but in just this
0: instance, this was the time for him to put his ego aside because of the magnitude of this incident.
1: I sort of got the feeling that he, his anger was stemming from his inability to deal with the fact that he was part of a sad chain of command that ended someone's life and that he was sort of fighting against that overarching sadness with classic Albert Baldwin rage, but you know let's let's go through some of the highlights of this in case people didn't see it alex said on his interview someone put a live bullet in the gun a live bullet wasn't even supposed to be on the property he said in the interview of course this is his first since the fatal accident he says someone is responsible for what happened and i can't say who that is but i know it's not me. Now he was emotionally visible a couple times and broke down a couple times in the one hour interview as he discussed the shooting. He described the moments leading up to the shooting as he um, and the sad woman that died, Sophia Hutchins, worked together on capturing the best gun angle for a scene which he claimed he was never meant to pull the trigger only to cock the gun back. The actress said he was assured the gun was a quote cold done by the assistant director Dave Halls who handed him the weapon. As um, Baldwin and Hutchins practiced their different motions and angles for the shot, the gun gun fired, although he never pulled the trigger. I let go of the hammer, which I assume is that cocky part up top. Bang, the gun goes off, Alex said. He could not he could not have possibly he not believing he possibly could have shot her. No one could understand. did she have a heart attack? The idea that someone put a live bullet in the gun wasn't even in reality. She just kind of laid there in shock, he said, before the responders arrived. Now the sh- the shooting occurred on the same day that several crew members walked off the set for purportedly unsafe and subpar working conditions and made demands such as better hotel rooms. Alex said, in my opinion, no, I did not observe any safety or security issues, he said, of the time on set. Now, the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was working, it was just her second film of being in charge of training actors in gun safety and handling weapons. Her attorney claimed that there is a possibility that a bullet was intentionally placed in the chamber to sabotage the film, which Alec denied, um, as have investigators. He says, that's a big swing. That's an enormous change to make. For what purpose? To attack who? To harm me? To production? It's overwhelming. It's overwhelmingly likely that it was just an accident. And he says, I'm not somebody who has very vivid dreams, but I constantly dream about this now, he said.
0: So just just
1: a sad story for all. Super
0: sad. And super uh, creepy. There was something dastardly going on on that set. And I hope that investigators figure out what happened there because it's something was going on there that we need to know about for sure. And of course, I mean, I just, I feel terrible for Alec because of course, like something like this, of course you would replay it over and over and over again in your head. How could it have gone differently? There is nothing as final as death and it's super sad.
1: It is very, very tragic. I'm not a ghost person, but it seems like there is some bad juju all up on this set. They need to get some holy water up in there. (laughs) I mean, it was, it's just bad thing after bad thing, after bad thing. Gwen, do you know what it's time for now? Oh my gosh, what? Uh, It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Ready? I'm so excited. You know I love to box. I know you love to box. Well, we only have one round and then a championship ultimate boxing round. So Gwen, it is obviously to you. We have one of my favorites, Christina Applegate is 50 this week Mm. versus someone who uh, self-identifies as the best, DJ Khaled, of course, (laughs) native to your Miami, where you are 47 years old this week.
0: This is a tough, tough, tough match. And even though he describes himself as the best, I think that DJ Khaled is a true gentleman. And he would want Christina Applegate, genius actress, breast cancer survivor, he would want her to win. And he would just bow out of the match.
1: And you forgot founder of the Pussycat Dolls in her garage. love love her so much and you know I think we should just take a moment to remember that snapchat story that DJ Khaled gave us when he was lost at sea off of Miami (laughs) on his jet ski and then the lights went out and he said he was scared and someone came and rescued DJ Khaled luckily but he was trapped at sea on a jet ski well Christina Applegate, survivor, founder of the Pussycat Dolls, has emerged at 50 years old. But when there is a new com- competitor emerging from the left side. And done, done. It's Britney, bitch, who is 40 years old this week, of course. So, Christina Applegate, 50 versus Britney Spears, 40 years old. What do you think?
0: I think that it's going to be a forfeit. I think that Christina Applegate is just going to give it up to Britney because I'm sure Christina, like, share, and everybody else is just so thrilled that Britney is free and she's going to want her to be the winner so that she can live her best life in freedom. I
1: completely agree. And well, thank you to my host, Gwen Flamberg and the spirit that we can see around of Sarah Huron. She has a British accent for some reason because she's in London, but she'll be back <laughs> next week for helping me spill all this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Perna, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. With your weekly peek into the Glamour, Glitter, Fashion, can we favorite celebrities? After all, oh, Glamour, Rumble. what are they? They're, They're just, just like, like us. us. Wow, it turns <laughs> out Sarah was our problem. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back next week.